0: Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hello everybody, and welcome back. We're talking to Dr. John Quasney Today, John, the question we have is, what are three things you would encourage youth workers to do when counseling parents? That's a similar to a question we ask youth workers all the time is how we can foster our relationships with parents, so kind of going along with this because we know oftentimes youth workers are intimidated by parents so what are some ways in which they could counsel them
1: yeah that's a great question because it again starts with a place where oftentimes youth workers are the most uncomfortable like it's one thing counseling youth and having them come in and take them out for uh, you know lunch or you know coffee or whatever and talk to them. But now the challenge of talking to a parent about their youth, or even you know, harder talking to a parent about their parenting of that youth, <laughs> can be very intimidating. So, as I was thinking of those three, is, uh, you asked for what you should do. I'm going to put the first two in don'ts, but they're, they're, they'll, they'll still work out and do. So here's the first one: uh, Don't let them despise your youth. Uh that is, of course, a Paul, uh, Pauline quote, right? Paul told young Timothy, we don't know how young Timothy was, but Paul uh, said those very words. Don't let them despise your youth, Timothy, as a pastor of a congregation. Well, the same thing applies here. Uh, just because you're younger than these parents uh, doesn't mean uh, that you cannot counsel them. If we could only counsel people younger than us, uh, then you know who would counsel the eighty years old. So you know we 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 uh, our, our counseling is not based solely on our age or our experience. Our counseling first and foremost is supposed to be uh, dominated by the Word of God and by biblical truth. And so you have biblical truth to offer these parents if you are studying God's Word, if you are learning good biblical principles of of uh, counseling, of uh, of life with these youth, of parenting. So just because you're young, don't let them despise that. And that means even if you don't have teens of your own, even if you don't have kids of your own, even if you're not married, none of those things preclude you from being able to give counsel to parents. Uh, Because, again, you're counseling them according to biblical principles. Will it help if you have youth of your own? Sure. Will it help if you have children of your own and you're married? Certainly. Those are life experiences that you can bring to the table to help. But one thing you do have that oftentimes our parents don't have is you as a youth worker will know that they have a better knowledge oftentimes of the youth struggles of today. You're around them a lot more. You're immersed in them, aren't you, of, of just things that uh, change so quickly, and your parents... Out there, unfortunately, might be stuck back, you know, 20 years ago when they were youth, or 30 years ago, uh, and not really know the things that that. Yes, many are the same issues, but many are different. Uh, And also, secondarily, um, you also see their youth in a light, their child in a light that they don't often see either. You're seeing them amongst other youth. You're seeing them personally, maybe in counseling. You're hearing things from them. You know uh, things that are going on. Uh, So uh, again, this this overarching first thing, don't let them despise your youth. If we put them in in the positive, what they need to see from you uh, is your integrity, uh, is your wisdom, uh, is your love for Christ and love for his word. As well as uh, your love for their child. And when they see those things, they won't, it will be harder for them to say, hey, you don't have anything to offer me. Uh, and they will uh, embrace you uh, more.
0: Yeah, that's very good advice, Sean. And hopefully, too. I mean, speaking as a father of five, and I have younger children who are not yet in youth ministry, but what I've learned for sure is that I need help in my parenting. Um, So hopefully parents see the youth worker as just a valuable resource. I mean, like you said, as um, you begin to parent your children and you have more children, it gets hard to keep up with youth culture. And so, yeah, youth workers typically are, I hope most of them are researchers of the culture, and they will be able to give valuable advice um, that, you know, parents might not know. Um, So, you know, if there are those parents that are listening uh, to this, to, to, to have the humility to know, okay, look, this, this youth worker, worker, although younger than me, and maybe not even having any children, uh, can be used of the Lord uh, to help me in this endeavor to raise these children. So that's some good points.
1: Yeah, they certainly can offer a fresh pair of eyes uh, to your situation.
0: Absolutely.
1: Well, the second one's another don't, uh, but we'll we'll change it into a do by the end mm-hmm. of it, uh, is, is don't fall for the temptation of becoming judgmental and impatient with parents. Uh, you're going to be around youth a lot. Obviously, you're going to hear stories from youth. You may be hearing stories about their parents that will frustrate you. You may be seeing uh, p- actions in your parents that frustrate you, that they're living, living just as Uh, poorly disciplined lives as their youth are, they're not connected to church. They're not making uh, uh, the word of God a priority in their homes. They're not leading family worship. It's very easy uh, to be judgmental and and in a sense say, boy, if I was a parent of this youth, I wouldn't do that, or I would do more of this. And to be very impatient and, and almost carry an anger and bitterness towards the parents of today. So the do part of that is do be patient with them, be kind, be considerate, Uh, come from the approach and the understanding that parenting is hard work. And while you may see problems very clearly, sometimes our parents don't, sometimes our parents are caught up with a lot of other things and just aren't giving the time to the youth they should, but uh, many parents are working hard at being biblical parents and we need to... Uh, you know, praise that effort. And and again, be careful that we're simply not just being impatient with what they're doing. Uh, and that, um, that, again, is a posture of humility that you'll have as much as we want our parents, as John said, to be humble towards receiving help from you. When you come from a stance of humility of I, I I don't even know what it must be like to be a parent of teenagers. Uh, they'll appreciate a lot more what you have to say uh, as they're struggling as parents as well.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, our pastor, Caleb Cangelosi. Um, he said this, and I don't know if he was quoting somebody else, but he said, if parenting doesn't humble you, nothing will. <laughs> and, right, right. And of course, yeah, after having children, it, it humbles you each and every day, each and every hour of every day. And so for the youth workers <laughs> who are listening, uh, if you don't have children, uh, definitely uh, you know be um, humble enough to know, okay, it is a tough job uh, to be a parent, and the Lord does bring you to the end of yourself often in parenting. Um, so uh, very good advice, Sean.
1: All right, this third one will uh, take it a little bit of the other direction and uh, kind of uh, connect the other two. So, if you if they're uh, seeing that you care about them, don't let them despise your youth. Don't become judgmental and impatient. But uh, the third one is be willing to speak the truth in love. Be willing to be bold in that, uh, because the reality is parents really don't want to hear the things that are going on in their kids' lives at time they. They are tempted to put their head in the sand and just hope everything's going to be fine or hope their youth are going to grow out of it uh, and and really would rather not see what's going on. They tempt parents of today, and you probably already witnessed this, but parents, I think more than ever before, excuse behavior of their youth. Where in days past, I'm sounding like an old guy here, but in days past, uh when when uh I got in trouble, uh, there was never an excuse like no, it's your teacher, they must have messed up, or no, it's this other person, or no, not my son. He wouldn't do that. Uh they, they the the child was always blamed for everything, and maybe even wrongly so. But it's a little bit more the opposite today, where uh where we give we give our youth, our children, plenty of excuses for their behavior, plenty of reasons why they're doing what they're doing. Uh and you know, parents can uh, not want to see it. And so you're seeing it. <laughs> you're seeing what's real. You're seeing the facts. There are times you have to be bold enough to speak that truth. Of course, the scripture says, speak it in love. We're still doing it with patience and kindness. But you don't uh, you don't want to uh, just kind of work around the edges, uh, soften things so much. Uh, you know, I, I work in children's ministry a lot with with children obviously. And uh, uh, when I'm in a children's ministry function and a parent comes and wants to know about their child's behavior, it's very tempting for me to say, oh, no, no, he was fine. He got in this little fight, but he's really okay. Instead of what I really need to say, like, no, your child is evil and and is provoking problems with these other children and needs help, Uh, where you might not call your youth evil to your parents, but you certainly need to speak truth to them at times. You don't know everything that's going on in their child's life, but you know a lot. And they need those outside eyes, again, that will be bold enough to speak truth to them about what's going on in the hearts of their children.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two things are coming to mind as you, as you say that, John. The first is, you know, why why do you think parents are defending the children more? And I know this that's a very broad question, and we know that there's all sorts of just child idolatry that points to that, but maybe answering that question or some thoughts on why are parents defending their children, um, you know, over and above the, the authority figures in their life so often. And then the second one would have to do with what, um, what would you encourage youth workers to do if they start counseling one of those parents that Sorts to push back when you do speak the truth. Um, so maybe just go with the first one. And we'll...
1: Yeah, I, I think, you know, I'm not a sociologist, but certainly, you know, as an observer of, uh, of culture, I, I think this shifting started happening 20, 30 years ago with parenting styles moving much more from more strict uh, disciplinarian styles to reacting maybe to those styles in the past and taking postures of, uh, you know, not just spoiling children, but I, I, my biggest goal seems to be to be my child's best friend, and, and that only then gets worse when we get to teenage years. I think, I think so many parents want their children to like them, want their teens to like them, and they know they're not going to be liked if they come down hard on them or, or that and, you know. And I also think it's a, it's more than ever before. Uh, parents are more embarrassed by their children if you, if that makes sense. They're. And they want to cover that. And so they don't want to feel the shame. They want to cover that over. They want to excuse it. But I think, even broader than that, I think we're just in a time where we're all uh, excuse making machines. I, I think we'd all want to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, you know, other than, you know, the most evil people in this world. We seem to find explanations for everything. And so our unwillingness just to say, no, this is wrong. We come up with all kinds of reasons why they did what they did, and, and it's always these you know other extraneous things instead of seeing the true cause as just being sin. Mm-hmm. Now, when you uh, do have a parent who pushes back and uh, it, it gets very offended uh, and maybe even will... Threaten, uh, you know, pull their youth out of a youth group or walk away from the church. Uh, One thing is you didn't do anything wrong, you know, so don't change your style of like, well, I'm not going to talk to other parents because, you know, they might not like it. Uh, I think uh, you might lose a person here or there because of it that just don't want to hear from anybody. But that's where hopefully you're not alone as a youth worker. Hopefully you've got supportive elders, uh, other ministry leaders, your pastors uh, that will come alongside of you so that even before you have that confrontation, you'll tell one or two or three of them that this is what I'm going to do. I need your backup if it does not go right. Maybe you have a youth ministry team that can help out. Uh, But as far as the situation As it goes, it's not fun, you know. In the middle of it, yeah, it is. It can be very intimidating, uh, and to see other people get angry and take offense, I've had it happen with me before. And then people come back later and say, "Hey, I was wrong. I just..." You know, just couldn't handle it. I was mad. I, you know, but you're right. Um, and because again, you got to recognize they're hurting too through this. Uh, this is not easy to hear, whatever you have to say. Um, but don't uh, let it make you shy away from speaking that truth in love.
0: Absolutely. And we know that's that's part of it is, um, the Bible commands us to speak truth, and the truth does hurt um, at, at times. We know, I mean, the gospel is offensive. Um, and so there are going to be times where. We've got to do it if it's you know, from the pulpit or in a Sunday school classroom or in you know, the counselor's office. Um, we've got to speak truth at times, even if it's not going to be well received. Uh, so again, John, thanks for some good advice.